Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to another episode of White Wine Question Time, something from the cellar, a weekly mini drop that allows us to revisit some of our most vintage conversations. And with Valentine's Day almost upon us, we're using it as a hook to hang our hat on with a collection of stories from some of our favourite couples who've appeared on the show over the last five years. And first up, we have Strictly's adorable Jeanette and Aliash, who talk us through their first feisty meeting, the moment they fell in love, and explain how Strictly for them was a blessing and in no way a curse. Seeing the world through, through my eyes and in my way for, for love again, because the last relationship that I was in before that was so annoyingly bad <laughs> that I just thought, I'm not ready for it. And, you know, I remember thinking, Ali Ash is Slovenian. I was living in L.A. at the time. You know, he's a bit younger than me as well. And I was like, no, all the signs and arrows are, he's so handsome. Handsome men normally come with trouble. So all the arrows are pointing at no, like this is not going to work. And so it, it, I just didn't never really allowed myself to have feelings for him. I probably always did, but I really suppressed them because I was using my brain versus my heart. And then eventually the heart just took over and I, had, I gave in. <laughs> huh. You were in survival mode, it sounds like. So, Aliash, yeah. when you went over and said to Jeanette that night, I'm going to marry you one day, is that something that, I mean, like, is that something you'd ever said to anyone before? Or was no. there this moment of realisation oh, where you went, there yes. she is? <laughs> yeah, I said it every every other day to somebody now. Uh, I never, not, not with that sort of uh, conviction, uh, while I said it, no. I mean, I was pretty sure, because at that time, we I have been sort of, uh, trying and we have spoken quite a bit, so I, we, I knew that we both like each other. But for whatever reasons, it it never uh, came or got to be more than that. <laughs> and uh, when I sort of had my first opportunity to 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 express my um, my truth, I did, and I'm, I'm and I'm glad I did. <laughs> 
But also, when you say express your truth, I know when you first met, your English was was obviously not as, as, as good as it is now. You've been speaking English with Jeanette for best part of, what, how many years have you guys been together now? 11? 21, years. Uh, 12 years, that's it. 12, 12, wow. But that that can't have been easy either. I mean, I know you can communicate through the art of dance, uh, but actually well, sometimes being able to explain yourself is, it oh. must have been very frustrating to not be able to do that. Still to today, uh, it's frustrating. <laughs> it's, not even, it's not even back then. I, I have never won an argument. Uh, whenever, we never argue, basically. <laughs> let's start with that. We never argue. But that once every three years, let's say, on average, when we do argue, it's really tough to win because my vocabulary is still not sufficient enough to, you know, to compete. But uh, no, I mean, my English wasn't good to begin with at all. When I did we try to talk to you. <laughs> you did. I did. You did. I did, you know, because he came <laughs> over and, and started to try and talk to me. But at that point, the extent of his English was, hello, goodbye, yes, no, maybe, and thank you, you know? And don't forget, will you marry me? <laughs> yeah, and, and I'll marry it, yeah. you, yeah. And so... <laughs> important <laughs> ones. <laughs> So we did have a chat, but it was very short. Yeah. <laughs> and then throughout the year, when we started to travel together and tour together, and his English started getting better, and I think maybe my patience also got better as well. <laughs> Between the two, we ended up meeting. <laughs> That's brilliant. I'm going to take you into my next question now, because it kind of continues with this theme. If if you will allow me. Shall we top up? So we've covered how you met and how you fell in love. But what about the moments that have come since that have been the making of you as man and wife, even if at the time they maybe felt that rather than making you, they were breaking you? What have been those seminal standout moments that bolt your marriage together? It's funny because... Um... Such a good question because I was watching Bridgerton recently, and Bridgerton is all about that like love and lust right at the beginning, the chase, like we were just saying with Ali Ash, and like, oh my god, and yes, and I want her and I want him, and ah, oh, and that moment when you finally kiss and you find it together, and it all happens, you're like, yes, happily ever after. And I think we don't have enough films that actually celebrate our champion how hard being married and making love last and making the love for one another last, how important that is and how much of more drama mm -hmm. you can get for a TV Netflix series if you talked about what happens after you get married, how do you stay happy, how do you survive marriage? There's not enough talked about that artistically. You know, we only celebrate no. the beginning. Um, and I swear well, to we you... we celebrate the wedding day and not the marriage, don't we? Mm -hmm. Exactly. So I feel like one day I'm going to write a mini series about how to um, how to survive. Do you know what? It's been so many moments. I think in the last gosh, it's going to be 12 years that we've been together, um, five years married, that I think have really been pinnacle in in reminding us or showing us just how much we really truly do love each other. For one, the fact that we both decided to move to London, where we're away from our families and. Yeah. Um, you know, you end up having to really trust each other and become each other's immediate family because there's nobody else around. It's just you two. And yeah. uh, when we first moved to the UK, we weren't married. We weren't even engaged. We were just dating. So 
moving in together is one thing, but moving in together to a completely different country where you have no friends and family is something else. And uh, so that I think was a big, yeah. big moment for us where we realized actually we are, we're okay because if we can survive this, maybe there's going to be more that we can survive. So that was like, I think probably step one, what do you think? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think that whenever whenever you are working in the same space or in the same country or in the same you know job for us it's always a little bit easier than if you have to do it through a long distance i, I feel like that for for me the the make or break point if you wish was right at the beginning where we we were not lucky enough to be working on the same show or you know uh, i was working in i think i was touring china at the moment while Jeanette was working in america and uh, and then we sort of swapped, I think, for a little bit. But there was like a couple of months where we couldn't see each other. Yeah. And I think that the long distance side of it, I think that so many people make it work. But that for me was always sort of the hardest yeah. bit about making a relationship work because you can't address it. You can't uh, communicate right away. You can't, you know, make it better. You can't fix it. And I feel like that's been communication has been working wonders for us over, over all these years. But the toughest time was when we wasn't together physically, when we had to do it on a long distance. And yeah. Those were the hardest tests uh, when it gets to our relationship. But then, you know, I feel like that every marriage is the same. I think you go through tests every single day. There is something <laughs> that is a test or, you know, you have to uh, communicate. But then over the time, you, you learn what uh, ticks, what works, what doesn't. And uh, I think that, you know... It gets easier yeah. and easier in a way over time. But I think that the biggest test or the moment where I, where I felt was when we got through that long distance period of our relationship. But uh, it was right at the beginning. So maybe even harder to get through it. But we did. And yeah. um, I think it made us um, stronger or, uh, you know. And then obviously, you know, it, it helped us for the future. Uh, working then all of a sudden and living, being in a relationship in a public eye, which was a completely different aspect to it and uh and then you know still still going strong yeah still going strong we always say it in every interview that we do for us strictly literally changed our lives you know not just our lives as performers and artists but as a couple because at that point we were gonna have to go yeah. back to the long distance thing you know the run that we were doing here in the uk together was finished um and i was gonna go back to my place in la ali ash was gonna go back to slovenia and then, you know, through however you want to look at it, universal synchronicity or abundance or, you know, through however you see it, something aligned for us that we both ended up getting Strictly Come Dancing. And I think the fact that we both got Strictly at the same time, you know, we cried, we screamed, we laughed. Like It was just the most magical moment because immediately the first thing we thought is, oh, my gosh, we can stay together because going back to the long distance and going back mm -hmm. to being so far apart, we thought, how, how, we don't know if we're going to make it because it was just, there's a there's long distance and then there's Los Angeles and Slovenia. It's like <laughs> two completely different parts of the world. It's not, it's not London, Manchester, is it? No. No, no. So I think, you know, luckily we both got Strictly and then in a lot of ways, getting Strictly is, was, is what allowed our, for our romance to really kind of blossom and grow and created an opportunity for us to not just do what we love, but do what we love and do it together, which is very, very rare. 
stick him in the ballroom. We've got former Strictly winner Kelvin Fletcher next with his wife Liz. And together they sat down to share with each other and with us the things they most admire and love about one another. We are very different. <laughs> First and foremost... What kind of style is that? <laughs> we are very, very different. Um, and I guess that's, that's, <laughs> that's quite good because then it's easy. When I'm wrong, you're generally right. And when you're right, I'm... Ge- when you're wrong, I'm right. When I'm right, you're wrong. Yeah, go on. Yeah. Go on, where are you going? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Liz, you've been so good here. I think I guess the initial... <laughs> The initial process. Oh my god, you're initial... really struggling with this. Do you need No, no, you've done an amazing thing. I'm just trying to think what's I'm just trying to think what's the most significant. And for me, the most significant I mean becoming you know, it's not related to this particular question, but becoming a mum was was, you know, the most my always not a worry, I guess, but I was so in love with you. I fancied you, I got on with you, I had a laugh, you were just like a little mate. And and, and I love the whole aspect. And then you were such an independent, career driven, just cool chick. And I thought, I, all, I, all I ever wanted was children. And I was thinking, I wonder if Liz wants kids. And it's that question that maybe you're not too bothered about in your early 20s, in, in your late teens, early 20s. But then for me, I was always kind of thinking ahead in that sense because I had a brother 13 years my junior. So during my late teens and early 20s, it's, at times it felt like I had a son. And I always kind of fantasized what it'd be like uh. to have my own kids. And then suddenly I fall in love with the one and I'm thinking, and I just used to get a bit of a feeling, and I don't know why it was obviously wrong, but... I don't know if, kid, if Liz wants kids, which is, you know, I have a lot of friends who don't particularly want kids. Either they want to have a career, or they want holidays, or they, which is, you know. Or well, they just don't want kids. Or they just don't want yeah. kids, exactly, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. Um, and then I thought, what will, because I absolutely do want kids. So, and Liz just never struck me for as a really maternal woman. Even with, you know, my, my little brother, she was kind of his mate. She didn't want to. You were a cuddly, I don't know, you just didn't, for me, you didn't remind me of my mum who was, who was very obviously maternal. And I got the shock of my life when we had, well, when we, when you said to me, I want to have, I want to have a baby. And I was like, oh, brilliant. <laughs> and then the way then you, I went through your pregnancy, the way then you brought up our children, it, it would, you are, you know, you are first and foremost in my eyes. And don't, please don't say this is the, you know, the, the best thing about you as is a mum, an amazing mum, you know, who's had that ability to just be a great role model, you know, be a, the rock of the family, you, which you are, you know, and, th- and then be still be a really sexy wife, as all those guys in London keep saying, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it, you, you've represented everything I think a strong woman should be. And, and you know, and, and I've, you know, my mum was, 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 was that for, for me and, and my dad and my family. And you've done that. You've been an absolutely amazing mum. So that's been the most impressive thing. You've still continued to have your career and, and your fun element and your friends and you're very much your own life, which I think is important and integral, but you've, you've just given yourself and allowed yourself to be a mum. And what's interesting is that when women become mothers, they have to compromise an awful lot, arguably more than the guy with a career or with not drinking for nine months or for two years or whatever it might be. It's a, a lot more taxing just with the way biology states on the female than it is on the male. And, and I think that is something that I'll be forever grateful of. So that first and foremost was the biggest, you know, for me, the most inspiring and kind of impressed 
I've ever been of you, just the amazing mum you've been. Then when, when I say to you... Oh, Liz. No, I'm going to get that recorded and play it every day to remind myself. Well, you'll, you'll cut that bit out anyway, because that wasn't directed <laughs> you know to the what? question. But <laughs> it's in answer. No, no, do you know, Cal- Calvin... Kelvin, I truly 100% will keep in every single word of it. And you've actually put a tear in my eye with that. Oh, That was a bit of a love letter there. How did that feel, Liz? Honestly, we've been so busy. We've not spoken to each other like that in what feels like months, does it? And that is possibly up there with um, your wedding speech, Kelvin. I'm going to cling on to that moment, yeah. Well, you know, it's true. You, you, yeah, he's very... I love it when this podcast does good. <laughs> if I wasn't pregnant, I'd be getting pregnant. <laughs> That's good. I think, I think, I, I guess, continuing from that, moving here, you know, in your, uh, you know, we, we before we had kids, we had this, we were traveling a lot and doing a lot of things. That's the kind of time to do it. People always say, the minute you have kids, you pick a school and that's, you've kind of got to be settled to that area, isn't it? Because you've got to say, well, where are the kids going to go to school? They kind of take over your priorities then. Wrong, you know, wrong, well, rightly. That, that's kind of, does tend to what happen. Yeah. So when you've got a young, what did we have? You know, we had a young four-year-old, a two-year-old, and then we're jobbing actors. So I'd left... A, you know, a very cushy job in many ways, an amazing job that I was very happy to go and seek my artistic desires and ambitions to be a proper big drama actor, to do theatre, to to direct, to write scripts, to to figure my, myself out as, as a creative. So she kind of stood by me and allowed me to do that. Uh, and then when she became a mum with a young family, mouths to feed, you know, food to put on the table, and I'm then saying, oh, let's go and move into the countryside to do something completely different and become farmers. You know, probably she should have turned around and said, don't be ridiculous, we're so selfish. We've got responsibilities now. We can't do those, make those big decisions like that. And she didn't. She was like, well, yeah, let's do it. So I think for me, with all that, all that kind of um, responsibility on your shoulders, I, I've put so much on you, uh, I continue to do, and because I, I just think it'll be great for the kids and it'll be great a great sen- sense of adventure, but sometimes I don't really think of the, of the true impact. And and you probably probably bear that, but yet I still allow for it to go up, you know, to go ahead. And because ultimately, we think it's for the right reasons. You know, we're, we're happy and it's great. But yeah, I think I, I guess I don't appreciate all the time of, of how how strong you are and how willing and, and free you are and able to let us have a varied life like that. I guess. Oh, Kelvin. So there you go. I'm man alive. I'm having a little cry here. <laughs> I can't answer I don't think I can answer after so go that. on what's been the most impressive thing about me oh but honestly hold on before we just move on from this because you, you just let that let those words sink in Liz that's so lovely and actually from what you said Kelvin it just shows you how much faith she has in you that she will hold your hands and drive you know jump on that magic carpet for a ride because she feels like you know she's safe in your your hands yeah, at times when it's uh, things are going, oh, Liz, I think we're a bit off more than we can do here. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was your idea, Kevin. Oh. It was your idea. <laughs> well, yeah, you've got to laugh for a bit of that. I mean, give the woman a break. She's, yeah. as we've just heard, freaking amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's not always like that. <laughs> but this is, this is oh. where I, I'll let the side down. Because Kelvin is very emotionally in touch with his, his he can articulate the most incredible feelings and this is where you where you probably thought I wasn't going to be maternal I, I can be quite not cold as such but I am very ice queen <laughs> well, yeah oh there you go he's coming out now <laughs> no, no, you're, not, you're not cold you're frozen yeah <laughs> but 
I am very like, you've got to get the job done. This has to happen, blah, 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 you know. And brutal, you're like Jilly. I, I can Tough be love. quite brutal, yeah. And, <laughs> and sometimes when Kelvin is down about things, I'm like, you've just got to get your priorities right. This is ridiculous. you just got to get on with it and move on. And you can't dwell on things sometimes. And that's probably where I'm a little bit too tough. And I should probably give you a lot more, tell you how much I do appreciate things that you do. And one of my favorite things about Kelvin is just how driven he is. And life with Kelvin is not boring. It's not average. It's, there's always from day one, honestly, from our first day, everything has been exciting throughout the 60, oh, I don't even know how long we've been together, 16 years, longer? Oh, wow. I remember to the day. Oh, what, eight years old? No, as in how many years, days, months and days? Oh, go on. I'm I mean... joking. I'm not that sad. <laughs> but, yeah, and I love that about Kelvin. And he is very, he's all about the family. What's right for the family? And, yes, it puts a lot of pressure on me, some of these decisions, because he has to be gone to make these moves happen for us all. But we have to find that balance together. And, and deep down sometimes it does get frustrating if he's away a lot or you know and, and we're too busy sometimes just to have that family balance but at the same time think but I wouldn't change it because I wouldn't want that same routine every single day I wouldn't want that kind of nine to five life that just isn't our kind of way of life sometimes is it I wish it was in some days you know my, I think my brother's got a real structured um consistent um He's very content, very mm. happy. You know, I envy his, um, it's, it's incredible really because his aspirations are not kind of like, we don't share our level of aspiration because he's, he's very much present, very much in the moment and just very content. Whereas naturally mm. me, I just chase, you know, whether it's a career or mm. a material, whatever it might be, you know, or, you know, moments, memories, occasions. I, I just know that I always want more as such, but I love it, and I, I want another one, another one, and, and with that comes inevitably a lack of inability to be present and to value and and reflect yeah. what you what you've got. And sometimes you can, yeah, it's great being adventurous and, and you're chasing this, and it's exciting, and it's you know no two days are the same. But that with that, there's got to be that balance where you can just be a little bit more, just slow down and, and you know and wind wind back a little bit, and less is more, you know. So I, I know I'm guilty of that, I, I, and that's something that we've consciously tried to. Um, you know, not change as such, but just address. I guess lockdown helps with everyone. You know, it, you couldn't yeah. be anything but present. You couldn't be yeah. anything but look back, take what you've got, look at your house, look at your garden, and think, actually, yeah, we've done all right. I've spent, I'm at work every day and I'm this and that, I'm thinking the next thing, let's just, what's important to me? And the important for, for me, it's different to everybody, was, was wife, children, my, I valued my friendships, my, suddenly everything was just because you didn't get them you know you realize suddenly what you've got when it's gone and mm. and we all had a moment of that how would you like to look five years younger in a clinical study people that had volume added with juvederm voluma xc in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. 
Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. And last but not least, we have former Loose Woman anchor, journalist and presenter, Andrea McLean, who tells us about the time she was two hours late to meet me for lunch after a blind date with the man that turned out to be her now husband of 10 years, Nick, and how their instant connection truly taught her the value of just being carefree. <laughs> and Nick, I don't know if I've even told Nick this story. <laughs> Nick, I know everything. <laughs> he does. Oh, she does. It's all good, though. It was all good, all wasn't good. it? That's why, it was... that's why I was two hours late. <laughs> Nick's oh. face right now. Did you know this, Nick? All I'm going to say is if she told you everything, you know it was all good. It was all good. <laughs> uh, reader, I married him. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. We, we met on a blind date, set up by lovely Donna. And... Um, you know, when we met, neither of us was really interested, were we? We, we? we didn't really want to go out. We only did it because Donna and Dan had invited us because we went on a double date. And um, I proceeded to get royally drunk on espresso martinis. Um, which is which not I like you. <laughs> no, I, it's I not. Very out of character that evening, I have to say. Um, got I know. drunk, <laughs> told him everything about me and then went home with him. <laughs> and I've never left. I know. Well, you just you just came back home with me after that, and then that that was it. We've been together ever since, and it was so unplanned and unexpected on both our counts. I, I think we were both very close to cancelling. Yeah. And uh, I think had it been just the two of us, I think we probably would have. Yeah. But because there was that support, I went out with Dan and had a beer with him first. So Dan's Donna's husband. Yeah. yeah, correct. And you I went, went to Donna's and had, had, had a few cocktails at her house. <laughs> then we met up. But, a... but the interesting thing is, I had no idea who I was meeting, what she looked like, anything. 
and uh, and Dan, who I've known for many years, uh, while we're having a beer, he said, oh, mate, honestly, she's a man-eater. And then I got there and... Uh, and it, it was. Uh, <laughs> turns out he was right. Most out of character, may I say. Oh, my, I mean, I've never, ever in my life done anything like that before. But I think, you know, I'd got to that point where I just thought, do you know what? Fuck it. Why not? What have I got to lose? You know, it's and not you like did. You're, you're a, and I did. <laughs> you know, it's not like you know. I, I okay, I hadn't met you before, but you're a friend of Don and Dan, so it's not like some random guy I met in a bar. I told you about this moment, didn't I, Kate? How <laughs> it was really crowded, and you know, I'd just been like, told him everything about me, and he'd just been sitting there with a shocked look on his face. And then we we had to walk across this crowded room that we were in. And Nick just reached out and held my hand. And then the whole world just stopped. And it was like something out of a crazy movie, literally. And it was both of us, wasn't yeah. it? The whole world just stopped. But out of nowhere, because there was no like flirting or anything. We were having a nice time and everything, but, but that was it. There was, you know, and I just that moment, it's just like a a, a, a spark went through both of us. Yeah. And then we snogged like teenagers in a corner of the room. So I feel very touched in some small way that I was kind of probably the first person to get the download and the debrief on what has gone on to become a beautiful love story. Um, oh, and, and that is so true. And we didn't know it at the time. I was just sort of arrived going, sorry, sorry, sorry. You'll never guess what. I was um, so shocked because <laughs> this is this is not Andrea's regular behaviour, right? A, she never no. gets drunk and B, she never goes home on the first date, right? Yeah, no, it, it was really out of character. And I think, you know, when you're growing up, when you're growing up and, and we've got teenagers, so obviously you try and guide them and and teach them how to be, you know, good, upstanding people and it made me realize that actually you can still be a good morally upstanding person you know I was brought up by my parents as in that uh instead of monkeys instead of monkeys (laughs) to be fair (laughs) raised by apes um (laughs) as in that my dad was very very strict and he did not entertain the idea at all of even like sex before marriage or anything like that so that's how far removed the, the whole idea of doing this was. Well, neither did I until I met you. Now you're just talking nonsense. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's just nonsense. You're just um, lying. <laughs> you're just lying. Um, but the, it, it kind of made me sort of change my perspective a little bit. And, uh, and I'm kind of glad I did because I'm not saying I'm going to be saying to the kids, oh, do you know what? Just, just, yay, do it. But I kind of am because it made me realise that actually you, you need you kind of need to be careful, obviously, but be freer. Yeah. And I almost wish I'd known this 30 years ago. You've got to kiss, oh. you've got to kiss some frogs. Oh, I just married frogs. Well, <laughs> She says, talking to her husband. I know. The abuse I have to put up with Kate, honestly. <laughs> I, I, I called him Magic Mike. Do you remember? Yes! <laughs> It's not even my bloody it. name. It's, it's not, not even, even my name. name. <laughs> yes, but well, at what point you were supposed to be her first foray into casual, free yeah, and easy loving. Ex- yeah, you know. and and you did, well, you still do. You, you know, you, you look just like a normal kind of very, a, a guy who goes to the gym, but he's like a men's health model 
And it, it took me by surprise. And, when and you that's why me. I marry her. I it's her eyesight. <laughs> I love it. No, I do remember you saying, my God, he's ripped. He's like Magic Mike. Yeah. I should change your name in my phone. Actually, he's in my phone as husband. And it's, what's really funny is, you know, when, you get in, when you're in the car, you can press the little button on your steering wheel and mm. say, you know, play radio, whatever, or do whatever. And I say, call husband. And it says, which of these numbers? Yeah, so which one? Which one it? of these numbers? And it's like, hang on. Hang Even on. the car's got sass. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for your company on this week's Trip to the Cellar. You've listened to Jeanette Naliash, Kelvin Fletcher and his wife Liz, and Andrew McLean and our husband Nick. If you'd like to hear any of those episodes in full, just use their names in your search bar and bang, our back catalogue will serve them up to the top of your feed alongside 300 other episodes that are all sat there ready and waiting for you. Remember that you can always find us on Instagram. So go follow us at whitewine underscore question time. And also, please hit the follow button on Spotify. I'm going to be back on Friday with a brand new guest. Until then, thank you, as always, for giving me your time. White Wine Question Time is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. 